So if wow. you sell one book or you give one book away and you've actually probably got seven to nine people that are going to read that and you have no idea who they are. Wow. I can attest to that because half the time they say I read the ultimate sales machine, but I lent it out to my son or to my coworker or to my, and I had to buy another one. That's totally yeah. true. I hear it all yeah. the time. Becoming a master is not about doing 4,000 things. It's about doing 12 things 4,000 times. The Ultimate Sales Machine presents the CEO Mastery Show for entrepreneurs looking to grow faster, better, smarter. If you would like to have a profound breakthrough in your business, talk to our team live by visiting chetholmes.com forward slash breakthrough. Good advice is contextual. Get your answers at chetholmes.com forward slash breakthrough. Welcome, everybody. I am so thrilled to have one of my new closest confidants, I must say, ever since I met Julie Eason. It has been love. It's just been love. Love at first sight, love continuing. I've told this to your husband, so he knows, and you will fall in love with her too. Today, we're going to talk about the three critical components that drive successful word of mouth campaigns. Julianne Eason has been in the marketing realm for decades now, 30 years, and not just in a copywriting standpoint, in a everything from SEO to, oh my God, books massively. Maybe you've heard of Russell Brunson and Traffic Secrets and the first one. Dot com secrets. And next thank you. Dot com secrets. I, I didn't do traffic secrets. Oh, sorry, sorry. Dot com yeah. secrets. Dot com secrets was written, ghost written by Julie. Oh my. <sighs> How to encapsulate you in such a small period of time is hard. For <laughs> I just me like letting you run. <laughs> I, I guess what I love about you is it's as if you take these complex, crazy things that are circling around in my brain and you make them so simple and easy to understand. And uh, people see it with books. No wonder you gravitated towards books, the fact that you love them. But then also, there's so many people that want to write books and yet it's such a long process or they can't figure out how to get it into a book or let's say that they spend all the time to create a book and then on the back end, nobody really wants to read the book or is even interested in the book. So what creates a brilliant book, you have this like superhuman capability to take that and just the genius extractor, right? Or the innovation fairy, whatever we call you. It's just like you take them and you make it so simple to understand and digest. No wonder Russell's book turned into a huge empire, right? A great success story of ClickFunnels being the number one company, fastest growing company in the United States. I think it was in 2019. That book was a crucial part of it. And what I've experienced from you assisting me with the ultimate sales machine, I swear that book wouldn't be done. It still would be, I'd still be reworking the manuscript <laughs> if I hadn't met you and you'd come into my world as such a blessing. And from then on, we've created courses and uh, boot camps and yeah. just so many wonderful things have come from meeting you. So I'm so grateful that you hopped on with me so I can share your brilliance with our. <laughs> world. So thank you, Julie, for being here. Thank you. What an amazing intro. I just need you to be my hype person for the rest <laughs> of my life. <laughs> I haven't, I been for the last couple yeah, pretty much. Time. I think you have been for a long time. <laughs> so I, uh, 
part of this title of the three critical components of successful word of mouth. So you had gone through our boot camp after helping me craft it. You went through it. And then at yeah. the end, we do this stadium pitch challenge to see who can win. And yours was voted the most compelling based on everything that we learned through the core story. So I'm sure everybody's just waiting, going, Julie, under I want to understand word of mouth. Nobody's talking about word of mouth, really, and how to make a captivating word of mouth can you can we dive into that absolutely so first of all why do you want word of mouth like who cares right like what is, i mean it's i always start with the end in mind i always start with the goal like why do we care about word of mouth before we start building something like a campaign or hmm. any anything right so and i didn't know this stuff until i went through the core story boot camp like i yeah. had no idea because i had never re i mean i've researched before obviously for books and for sales letters and things but i'd never actually like focused on market data and actually understood the power of it until like I helped you craft it. And then we went through it. And I, I feel like I've been through it so many times now that it's like, oh, I totally understand the importance of market data and how well it works. But the stuff that I found, because where, where do we start with core stories of any kind, right? We start with global pain, who's your audience and what are they worried about? while all of the people in the marketing world and in the business world in general are, are just desperate for qualified leads. They just, that's their biggest number one pain is they want qualified leads, right? Mm. Cool. So how do you get qualified leads? Well, there's like paid traffic and there's organic traffic and there's media and there's a few things. So I just started, started digging into things and looking into the market data. Like you give us time during the bootcamp to do that, which is amazing. I found out that word of mouth customers pay 200% more than any other kind of customer wow. acquired any other way. Like that alone was enough reason for me to go, all right, word of mouth is like the bomb because that's an amazing statistic that, that, you know, you can get someone in from an ad and you can get somebody in where they just had a friend recommend you that person's going to spend more money. So, right. No, I mean, with ads, aren't we like excited if we get like two times the ROI from an ad? So, so that's more market data. I'm like, I'm going to look down because I want to make sure I don't get it wrong because I'm, I'm like a stickler for that stuff. But like 67% of marketing executives agree that word of mouth marketing is the best way to advertise. The best. 6% wow. say they mastered it. Six. Ha. Ha. Right. That's the way to do it, but we don't know how, because what are they doing? Like they're trying to figure out the tactics and mm -hmm. it's not about tactics. It's about strategy and it's about simplifying things. And so I kept digging, right? I kept digging for more market data. Why do we care about this stuff? Well, we got paid ads, right? What's the problem with paid ads? 69% of consumers don't trust any kind of advertising. 60% of ads are blocked with ad blockers. So they're not even seeing them. Wow. And then like, <laughs> it's just, it was just killing me. Like organic reach on Facebook, for example, if you just want to do organic traffic, yeah. it fell from 12% to 2.8%. Jeez. So nobody's like, it, you're doing all this work to put out the best ads and, and put out the, the, the most content and you're trying to just push and push. And what is that doing? It's making noise, right? Mm. We have so much noise. And so when you're working in the book world, one of the things I love to say is that, you know, you're pulling people away from the noise and you're getting them to be 
in a, in a quiet place, hopefully it's just you and them. Like I, I say it's hundred percent engagement, right? Everybody wants engagement. Well, when it's a book, it's you and them and that's it. And they're engaged as long as you don't bore them. And as long as you're making, you're entertaining, you're making things fun for them to read. And you're also making like important points that are going to help them. I mean, I'm in the nonfiction world. I'm not writing science fiction. I'm writing business books, right? So I'm teaching them something. Hmm. So <laughs> the word of mouth is huge because book, and this is why, this is where I connected everything, right? I like to bridge things. I can take ideas and I bridge them together to make something that's never been made before. And the connection I made was, I know that in the book world, books are passed around nine times, nine times before they die. So if wow. you sell one book or you give one book away and you've actually probably got seven to nine people that are going to read that and you have no idea who they are. Wow. I can attest to that because half the time they say I read the ultimate sales machine, but I lent it out to my son or to my coworker or to my, and I had to buy another one. That's totally true. I hear it all the time. I had a a lady that I knew, I wasn't really good friends with her or anything, but she wrote a book. She was, she was an accountant in somewhere in Texas. I think it was Dallas or something. And she wrote a little bit of a little book specifically for women to, to help them with their finances. And she had a little ad in the back for her own business. This was a long time ago. I don't know if she still does it, but she literally would leave those books in airplane pockets in the seat, just leave them there. Uh, And she got more business from people just going, I found this book. I don't even know where I found it, but your, you know, your name was in the back and it was such good information. I had to call you. So I knew that books were, are just a way that word of mouth, it just naturally follows on. One of the most recommended things on the planet is books. Right. If you read a really good book, I don't care what genre it's in or if it's fiction or nonfiction, you're going to tell all your friends about it. But there is something. So one thing is books, but then also you are so brilliant. I've right. I worked with you on the book and then I worked with you again in our boot camps and I've worked with you again on the core story side because there's something about how you understand the human psyche, like the human brain and how it operates. Are there some clarities of these are the three, you know, do you have three steps? Yeah. What are the three components? (laughs) Okay. Okay. What okay. is it? We want to know. I do want to know. So the, the three components people look for like the, the right ads or what's the right copy or what's the magic words and all this thing. Yeah. Well, you need three things. Your whatever it is that you're talking about, it needs to be easy. It needs to be easy to understand. If they don't understand it, you're dead in the water. It needs to be easy to remember because if you want them to pass it along, They have to be able to remember it and keep it front of mind. And it needs to be easy to pass along, meaning there needs to be some kind of a vehicle. Used to be that you had business cards and you could put something memorable on the back of it. Now we have books that people are basically using like business cards. It might be a link that people can pass along, a link that's easy to remember, making pretty links that are, you know, your website slash apply, you know, if you're sending them to an application funnel rather than some crazy long URL that that we can't remember. It has to be memorable and easy to pass along. And those are the three things that, that are going to drive that word of mouth. So it has to be simple. Whatever it is that you're talking about has to have frameworks and stories and things that help trigger people's memories so that they're like, oh yeah, I was just learning about this particular problem over here and you should go check out that person's business. 
Right. I love that. Casey Brown, I see in the audience, she gave us little hearts. Have to say hello. She helped me out the other day. She was absolutely wonderful. I'm so grateful. Okay. So when you're saying this, I'm like relaying back to the times that I've worked with you and I've been like, yes, obviously, but I do find it fascinating. So when I think of my father's methodology, he taught the buyer's pyramid, you know, the 3% that are interested now and, and people remember that pyramid and it's so simple and yet so profound. And then when I started working with you, right, how do we adjust the ultimate sales machine, right? But you brought up to me, which I find fascinating, is the whole concept that 15 years ago when my father put out the book, there was so much information, right? Can you share a bit about that? Because this has been a reoccurring theme that we've been working together on. Do you know where I'm going? We're we're pretty much regenerating your entire your entire company really because <laughs> the the focus used to be in the 80s and the 70s and even you know way way back you the internet wasn't here we didn't have access to all the information right we did not have all the things that we have today and so if a business person was going to sell something like say a core story or mm-hmm. a speaking you know a, a, a conference or something they wanted to to appear like they had and of hopefully they did have all the answers right they wanted to be the one that had all the information that you needed to succeed that's how gurus are built that's how you know experts are built is by having all the information well now we have Every, in, every piece of information that ever needs to be known is on the internet. We can all find all of this information. It is not necessarily hard. What's hard, excuse me, <clears throat> what's hard is understanding what to do with all that information. What's hard is knowing what the context is. What's hard is knowing why we should even care. And what's really hard is getting people to pay attention long enough that you can relay that to them. Like newsletters in the old days, email newsletters and even print newsletters were all about how much information can I pack into it? Now we have curated newsletters and this is, I can't remember who it was. I think it was copy blogger was the first place I heard this where email newsletters are now more valuable if they are curations and like, Mm -hmm. you're the one who's giving the context of all the information. You're the one who's picking Mm -hmm. and choosing in your niche. What's the best news articles, the best blogs, the best YouTube videos, all the things that people need to know in that niche, what are they? So I have a publishing newsletter that comes to me and every week it's a collection of the most important things I need to know during the week. Now, did that company write those things? No, they went out and found them. They're the curators. They're making it easier for me to be better at my job. Mm. And so it's just the information thing has flipped. It yes. Used to be you were you were smart and you could h- charge high prices if you knew all the information. Now you charge higher prices if you can contextualize the information and make it super simple for people to get it. They need to understand it. Yep, and I've experienced that right with Core Story. This is a great example. So my father helped 60 of the Fortune 500 build out core stories, right? And it was all about the most information possible so you, everyone got educated on all of these if you showed them that much information, like let's say 150 slide PowerPoint deck, you're like, wow, that person knows a lot. Today, we have so much information, it's so hard. So you have been a part of this process to go, okay, how do we simplify? So now people don't want 150 PowerPoint deck, they want 
15 slides that are the most powerful, succinct, on task, on point, get me to where I need to go and bam, they're ready to buy. And I found this really fascinating because also I see this theme also with my father having 12 core competencies to double sales. Every chapter is another way to double sales. And I'm focusing in on, okay, core story is one thing that we do unlike anyone else. Let's talk about messaging because that's timeless across any medium, right? And then also Dream 100. And we've just kind of narrowed in and got hyper-focused because there's so much noise out there. So, and that's been because of you. You've helped me navigate this contextualization of what people, how people are taking in information and how are they retaining it. And that has gone beyond just the book, which we did in the book. And I can't wait for people to see it in I August. Wait for people to Yay! See <laughs> and, and, and by the way, it wouldn't have gone out if it weren't for Julie understanding the five author freakouts, because I have, I experienced every <laughs> single one of them. And Julie is coming out with a book, the five author freakouts. So if you've ever thought about writing a book, you should definitely read her book because it's obvious that we go through several. I'm still going through the author freakout. I think you're still in four. You're almost to five. You're almost through. <laughs> it's people are so brilliant. People that I work with, my clients, like people like you are, you're so good at what you do. You're so brilliant, but you get stuck inside of all your genius. I mean, it's so easy. We all get overwhelmed by everything these days because I mean, we have hundreds of thousands of pieces of information just bombarding us all the time. Right. Yeah. And so it's hard enough to shut out the external, but when our own internal thoughts, when we know so much and we want to share so much and we want to give so much and we want to help people so much, we just want to say everything. Like we want to give them everything. And the problem and the way, the reason that people get freaked out and the people, the reason that they go through writer's block or any kind of block, whether you're writing a funnel or a webinar or a book or whatever it is, it doesn't matter, is that you get a log jam in your brain. Mm. It's not that you don't know enough or you don't know what to say, or you don't know the right thing to say. It's that you know too much to say, and it all wants to come out at once because you care and you really want people to get this. And the, the problem is that if you don't like have a really strong filter between your brain and your fingers, you know, or your brain and your mouth <laughs> to where you're only saying things in the way that people need to receive them. Right. Yeah. Like frameworks. Can you explain frameworks. a framework and give an example? Yes. Because it's so, yeah, this has been a crucial thing. I've been learning from you, studying from you. Well, you're already talking in frameworks. Your dad was brilliant at frameworks, the the buyer's pyramid, right? We So we started with the buyer's pyramid where you have 3% of the people actually care what you're talking about, right? So what did we do when we started going through the book and then we went through the Core Story Bootcamp? We took that buyer's pyramid and we flipped it upside down to make the funnel, right? To make the, the global pain is where we're gonna capture the most number of people and the targeted pain is where we're gonna, we're gonna narrow it down and really start talking to people. And then the solutions and the- the Setting the buying criteria. Buyer's guide, setting the, I'm, yeah. I'm getting there, setting the buyer's they don't criteria. Know, they don't know about it, so All you're- All of that. So there's a framework that you go through and because of the fact that it is a visual aid, we can see it and we know what the steps are. See, I was able to remember that the framework for course, that's a lot of information to remember, like global pain, targeted pain, solutions, buyer's guides, call to action. like. 
that's a lot to remember and to know what it means. But because it's in a framework and because you keep showing that framework and we have that visual and yeah. we know what it is and we know what everything means because we have context, I can remember it and I can tell other people about it. See, this is a crucial part for CEOs as well, right? Like they understand they're, or they're brilliant, but then when they try to discern their why they are brilliant at what they do to a head of marketing or to their sales team, they flounder because yeah. they lack the structure to explain what usually is very obvious to them, right? Yeah. And the more obvious, the, the harder it is, I think, because like, well, I get this. Why doesn't everybody else get it? Or I get it. And I, and it's really important that they understand all these things, these 17 things. Well, people can't, can't listen to 17 things all at once. They have yeah. to have progressions. That's a framework. A step-by-step -step is a framework. Another framework um, that, that we use is pillars. So like if you have four core pillars, you know, or if you have, I like to use anything that's visual, like you have the little quadrant graphs, those yeah. are frameworks. When I'm talking to nonfiction writers with businesses, I'm like, you can make anything into a framework. You can make geography into a framework. If you're writing a, if you have a, I like to say, if you have a bicycle shop, right. And you want to write a book, how's a book going to help you bicycles? Well, if that book is geographically located to the Northeast of the United States, like the, the top 50 bike rides in new England, mm. right. People are going to be excited about that there. Maybe that's a blog post. Maybe it's a book, whatever it is, but people are going to be excited about that. And then you are the source of that information. And so CEOs, God bless you guys. <laughs> and the Atmos, like you, you just, I think it really needs an outside perspective. I think that people get just stuck in their own heads when, I, when they come to me, they're like, I, I know I need to write a book, but I don't know what to say, or I've written a manuscript and I don't think it's any good, or I really want, and I'm, you know, I don't know what to sell after the book. So that's the other crime in my, in my world is when you write a book and it's really great. And then you, there, you don't lead them anywhere. Yeah. So I have a framework called inspire, educate, sell, right? This is my three pillars of what I do. Everything in my world is designed to inspire people to believe that they can do whatever it is that you want them to do. I write specifically so that they believe that they can do it. So inspire, then I educate them how to do it. Because if they mm -hmm. don't know how, they're going to go somewhere else, right? And mm -hmm. then I sell education, resources, and support. So they actually do. Mm -hmm. Don't inspire, educate, and sell in a book or in a webinar or in a, a landing page, right. anything. They're either going to be like, oh, yes, I really want to do this. And I have no idea how. So I'm going to go to a competitor and figure it out. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to go, I really want to do this. I believe I can do this. I know how to do this. And this person hasn't given me anything else to buy. Mm -hmm. So inspire, educate, sell is a framework that I use and people go, oh yeah, like, of course we need that. That's why you, when you know you have a really good framework is when people go, well, of course that's obvious. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I love that you say that because it's not obvious it's not obvious at it's all <laughs> but when you get there and they're like, well, duh, like, so you gave me a framework for the boot camps, right? So every boot camp. It's a framework of learn it, build it, use it. Right. We, at the beginning, we teach something and then you build the actual marketing or sales asset on the call. And yep. then we use it to implement into sales and marketing so that you sell immediately. And because of your ability to understand frameworks and 
meshed through what I know about core story, we actually had, I'm going to show another piece of market data that proves that our framework and your framework methodology works. So if people go through a course, an average amount of people, 4% actually finish a course. That's like, it's pitiful. It's like nobody finishes courses terrible. And then that's just finishing course. That's not mentioning like the actual results of the course, right? So we did a survey of all the people that went through the Core Story Bootcamp. 42% of them generated leads within the first 30 days. That's 10X, right? Because of what, I mean, I wouldn't have done that without you. Hands down. Yeah. Okay. It wouldn't have happened. For that. I, I just think that what's brilliant about the bootcamp methodology is that it's different than a course because a hundred percent of those people who took that survey finished the course. Yep. You have a hundred percent completion rate, whereas most courses it's 4%. And the yep. reason why is because you're working with high level individuals, high achievers, people who are wanting to do things. So they're motivated because they know that they're going to get some incredible results out of this. And also they know that they're not going to learn something and then have to carve out time later to do it. Yeah. Because the boot camp is all about do it in class as much as possible. Do your homework in class so you don't have to do it later. Because none of us have time. If we're carving out, what was it, two hours a week? Yep. To learn the stuff. And but that's great. But if we can learn it and implement it and see results before the next class. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's amazing. And we took, so we took um, that same methodology and we've, I've used it with Pablo's bootcamp yeah. relationship flywheel. And like, it's the same kind of results where people are just, they're building it and they're going and they're going and they're going. And it's so much better than courses. So much better. That's why, I mean, I'm so grateful for you that you've been a part of this whole process. So not only did, so I was writing the book, right? And you were just guiding me all the way. You just gave me the structure. You know, I looked at chapter seven and went, all my dad is talking about is radio and television and billboards. Like, what am I going to do with this chapter? Like the internet websites is two words in his book. Like, how do I turn it into what happened over these last 15 years? And you're like, oh, it's very simple, right? Every seven months of marketing is a subchapter, And this is how you follow it. You start with a concept, you give an example, and then you follow up with saying what you said, and then let's do a checklist. I'm like, oh, duh right the duh happens but it's not duh it's like no. doing being brilliant and understanding it and then i recognize that is something that isn't just book worthy like it's also then all of your systems behind that so that's why i keep bringing you with me going like let's be a part of this because i also think 90 percent of businesses do not sell and yet 68% of business owners want to sell their business. And you know what I think is because they can't get what's in their head out of their head into right. an organization. It's a rare breed that they can create what we call the three P's policies, procedures, and planning, because they're so, you know, stuck in their minds of their own genius. They can't get out of their own way to distill what they're thinking in a very organized framework fashion. So it's not only just for your prospects to understand your frameworks, it's also internally amongst your staff. So and, I've been and anybody who's ever going to buy your business, like they have to, exactly. you have to be able to succinctly, clearly, easily make some buyer understand why your business is worth anything. Why is your business valuable? 
how, and, and so like writing anything that is going out to an investor or to somebody who's going to buy your company, that is a whole different way of communicating than communicating with your team or communicating with your, with your prospects. But this, but you want to use similar frameworks and similar languaging so that it becomes part of your culture and it becomes like core story. Now you're never going to not use, use those frameworks. You're, you're going to have those frameworks forever. And whenever anybody comes in, they're going to, Oh my gosh, I learned it from the book. I learned it from a boot camp. Somebody else told me about this, you know, this use it or learn it, use it, build it, learn it, build it, use it. And I got to know what that is. Like your courses have incredible completion rates. How does that happen? you're always going to have that. And you're going to be able to use that if you ever decide that you wanted to sell the company. But if you're not able to, to communicate in frameworks to somebody who wants to buy a company, the same way that you communicate in frameworks to get anything done. I mean, people just using, depending on how many layers, like speaking to your sales team, you've got to use frameworks so they understand and remember. Our brains are only designed to hold a certain amount of information in the front of the brains. Like we can only remember so many things, right? And so if you have sales scripts or you have 27 steps to the sale or whatever, and it's just so complicated, you're not going to get the results that you want, no matter how much money you spend on those sales scripts, no matter how impressive they are. Yeah. If, if it's not something that is making sense to the person on the other end, if they're confused at all, they're not buying. Yep. They're just not going to. So like, and it's getting more and more to the point where the the simplest message wins. Like, especially if you're in a crowded market, why would I pick you over somebody else? If I completely don't get what you do, I'm only going to go to the one that I understand because it makes me, it makes me feel smart. We all like to feel smart. We get dopamine rushes when that happens, when we understand we, we feel good. We feel a part of it. We feel smart. Whereas in the old days when we wanted to inundate people with information, because that made us look smart and, and they didn't have access to that information. Now everybody is equal. The playing field is equal. We all have the same access. And then also for everyone listening too. So my father used to always say, give your best stuff for free which was hard, a hard concept to believe. He picked chapter four. He said, this is the best chapter in this whole book. He gave that one for free. People want to covet their information because other people will find out. Well, if nobody finds out, nobody will find out, right? right? Nobody's going to buy it. They don't find out. So what you're saying is brilliant. What is your brilliance? Figure out how to describe it in a way that's a framework and then start training prospects staff, internal staff, right? Your own self to repeat that framework over and over again. People know the dream 100 because my father explained it on stages for three decades, right? And then people kept adopting it. Talked about on stages still. So yeah, yeah, it's dream 100. And plus it's a really great name. It's super memorable. It's super easy to pass along. It's just, there's a story and there's a story behind it. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. This has been so good. So if people want to find Julie, I will have to put it on the screen, Luis. It's Julie Ann with an E, A-N-E, Eason. So there's another E, E-A-S-O-N.com because Julie's just absolutely brilliant. You can find her on LinkedIn as well. I know you're coming out 
with a podcast as well. Yes. People can tune into. Yeah, that's going to be all writing. So for people who are listening to this, who maybe are copywriters or ghostwriters or who want to write fiction or, or want to write a book for any reason, actually, if you're, you're probably a business person listening to this, cause that's who yeah. Amanda loves to talk to on julianneason.com. You'll find my other book, the profit or the profitable business author, which you can grab a hold of. And that goes through all the steps of how to write a book, how to publish it and how to create backend products that actually generate cash because most books right don't make a lot of money but they're they miss that they connection miss that yep and i'm seeing pablo saying two of my favorites pablo is in the house and jonathan dawson who's another he said i love talking about practicing the dream 100 strategy he's brilliant at it but he's also brilliant at creating frameworks he was actually our podcast two weeks ago uh, uh nice. Yeah, his whole methodology around selling and then using social to sell his like his sell. Oh, that's how we met. I went to Pinnacle, his event, <laughs> and I'm, and then they introduced me. Right, that whole stream of random people that led me to you. So there were like three or four people that passed along, and like that's again being memorable, right? It's again, it's word of mouth. It, it, the, we never would have met if it weren't for people saying, oh, you should talk to, you should talk yes. to, you're having trouble with your book. Oh my God, you need to talk to Julie. That never would have happened if it weren't for people passing things along through word of mouth. Jonathan saying that's awesome. It is awesome. Jonathan, because of your event, I finished my book with Julie. We created these boot camps because of Julie. We're completely reimagining core story because of Julie. Like she's been a whole part and it came through word of mouth and it came through Pinnacle Society. So wow, full circle. That's so wonderful. Any oh man, I hate to say any last nugget, but there's is there anything? that you feel that we missed out on that people just need to know business owners need to know. I think one of the brilliant things that you do all the time is you test out the messaging to see if you get that spark of recognition. You are constantly on Instagram going, well, so there's this thing and la, 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 la. And you'll just test it. And I know you're testing it. Nobody, maybe nobody else knows it, but you're just trying to see if people resonate with it or if they understand it, or if you get what, and people are just like, I don't understand what that last post was about. So you're constantly in the mode of, will people get this? Those three critical components, just like you said, easy to understand, easy to remember, easy to pass along. If they get it and they go, well, duh, that makes total sense, of course. Then you have a home run. I love that you just said that too, because (laughs) I mean, you can spend $200,000 on a focus group, or you could go to your Instagram or your Facebook and ask for a poll for free all the time. And they love giving you feedback. I'm like, how is this possible that I have this tool that I can test all the time? I love that you just said Can you imagine what your dad would have done? Oh my God. I can't, I just, it blows my mind. Like seriously. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Well, I hope that we're doing him some justice, which I'm pretty sure from the results that we're getting that we are. So Pablo's saying, yes, social media, agile feedback loop. Yeah. Pablo (laughs) is amazing at this. So he, on the first week of the core story bootcamp, he had a click where he realized how he could explain his, 
his service better, which I could go deep into that, but he did a, a LinkedIn post. And the next week he had 55 people raising their hands saying that they wanted to work with him, which was like the highest so cool. um, converting post he'd ever had on LinkedIn. And he posts a lot. So it's such a great story. Be, be the stage dot live. Yeah. And Jonathan saying being memorable, being worth endorsing. Some people are memorable for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> so true. Oh my gosh. And that goes with how you're communicating and your books as well. Like, like, here's the thing. This is why I started doing what I do is because there were all of these gurus out there that were saying, you need to use your book as a business card and you can write a book in a weekend and here's some templates and like, and the most God awful books were being written. I have people come to me and I hate saying that because I love books and I love authors, but I have people come to me and they're like, yeah, I wrote a book, but I don't ever show it to anybody. I don't even, it's. I want to write another one. Like they're embarrassed by their own work because they were told that it's so easy and it's so fast and and it can be easy and fast and it can be a joy, but you're going to hit those freakouts and you're going to have places where you question yourself and you're going to get stuck. And that's what I do. I just sort of pull, I pull the spaghetti brain into make it into a nice combed out. (laughs) Something that makes sense. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Julie. Go follow her. Ju- is it Julie Anneson on LinkedIn too? On LinkedIn it is. Yeah. The reason okay. behind that is because way back when I first started writing, there was a Julie Eason who was a pretty well-known journalist. Okay. And I was like, oh, I have to have, I have to have my own name and I have to have a URL and all these yeah. things. I had, actually, we didn't even say URL then. We said, I have to have a website address, a worldwide web address. Yeah. <laughs> Website, two words. So I had to get Julianne's in and now, then now I know better. Now I'm like, oh, there's too many E's in there. <laughs> but oh. that's okay. People find me anyway. It's okay. They find me on Instagram, even though I'm a Mandita Holmes. <laughs> so, find me through my salsa name. Well, <laughs> such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Everybody check out Julie. She is unbelievably amazing. And if you happen to go into Core Story World with us, you might even get the chance to work with her. It's amazing. Hey, just dropping in here. I know you're listening to this wonderful podcast. I'm so grateful that you listen to our podcasts. If this is sounding interesting to you and you'd like to dive deeper into the core story methodology to how you can find your market data, how you can get more of that buyer's pyramid, nine times more impact from every move you're already making, just making that messaging clear amidst all of your team, you, your sales team, your marketing team. I highly recommend the Core Story Bootcamp. You will love it. If you go to ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash bootcamp, you can sign up. ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash bootcamp. I'll see you there. Subscribe for more videos. Claim your free chapter four of the Ultimate Sales Machine. This chapter helps you get nine times more impact from every move you make. Visit ultimatesalesmachine.com. This has been the CEO Mastery Podcast, brought to you by The Ultimate Sales Machine.